0: Welcome to Inspired Caregiver with me, Michelle Magner. This is the podcast where people who are helping out their older family members come for information, tips, and inspiration on how to make their journey easier. Enjoy this episode of Inspired Caregiver. Well, hello and welcome. Thank you. So glad you're here. Can you introduce yourself and just give us a little bit about your background? We're
1: gonna talk about poop today. I'm so excited. <laughs> okay. Uh, my name is Sandy Carney and I am um, an RN case manager with uh, St. Croix Hospice. I've been with them three years. I, I graduated from nursing school um, in 2007 and initially started at Madonna Rehabilitation Hospital there in Lincoln, Nebraska. They're pretty, they're nationally known. Um, I did that um, for 10 years, brain specialist certified and uh, certified rehabilitation nurse. And then um, I was approached by St. Croix Hospice, which I had actually been thinking about hospice because I helped my grandma get on hospice. So Mm -hmm. um, it was just all good timing. So yeah. So then uh, St. Croix was going to open an office in Lincoln and I was actually the first nurse that they hired so and here we are. That's awesome. Yeah.
0: Well so you have a, a experience in buildings and then you also have experience going into people's homes to help them.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Now one of the things that I regularly hear frustrations with um, from at-home caregivers are frustrations around poop. Like there seems to be poop everywhere. They'll go in in the morning and it's just on the wall. It's like on the walls, it's all over their body. It's it's so Mm -hmm. hard. Like how do I get them cleaned up? And so I guess my first question are just like, I don't even know if biomechanics is the right word, but clinically like what could be happening that could potentially cause an excess
1: Um, It could be their diet. They could be putting um, too much, um, too many uh, medications to help them poop. So maybe talking to the nurse about, you know, dad woke up today and he had diarrhea from head to toe. Well, obviously we need to take out some of his medications, or if he's not taking anything to help him poop, then we need to look at his diet. Um, And I would say that, you know, that would be so overwhelming and frustrating um yeah and uh, and as far as the cleaning process i mean to find someone like that i mean you would just start from the head and just work your way down i wouldn't undo the brief until you got everything else cleaned up first okay you know i mean that's you know because you're trying to um maintain as much as you can keep it all in one area as much as you can okay and of course, um, you know, changing an adult is much different than changing a baby. And I, I'm not trying to compare an adult. I mean, I'm just like what you said, the body mechanics, like things are different. Yeah. So when you're changing an adult, everything is side to side. Okay. So you're gonna turn them to their side, undo your brief,
0: mm-hmm.
1: go from clean from that area and put a clean brief underneath them then you're gonna to roll to the other side. You're gonna clean your loved one and then pull the brief through, push the bad brief underneath, pull okay. the good brief through and then you can cover them back up. Okay. And I know that sounds easy. Of course I've done it a million times, um, but those are questions that I mean, you have to ask the nurse over and over and over again. And I'm going to be really honest with you. Your best teachers of that is your home health aides. Okay. I always tell the CNA, tell me what to do Mm -hmm. because I'm the nurse and you're my boss here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Cause they really do. They're, they're so good at that. They're really good about where to place them, you know, how to turn them as in, they just know where exactly to put those briefs to save you a lot of grief in the process. You know,
0: it sounds really complicated to have something that's soiled on one side
1: and then fresh on another. Right. It's, it's a matter of, um, you tuck the old under and you have the clean underneath the old so that when you roll them, they're going to roll on the new and you're going to shove the old through. Okay. And I know that, that doesn't do justice just by saying, I know it isn't it's, and I'm a visual person to begin with. Mm-hmm. So for me to tell them, I say, you know what, I'm going to show you
0: Yeah.
1: and then get down with them and show them hands-on. I mean, I, I had a lady here not too long ago. She was so scared about taking care of her husband and just those parts of it, just mm-hmm. the hands-on parts of it, that she would become emotional. Mm-hmm. And I would say, it's okay. It's okay. I'm gonna. We're going to go through every step piece by piece. And there's no wrong way. There is no wrong way. I just want to do things to make it easier on you. Like number one in a hospital bed, raise the hospital bed up. Why? To save your back. Mm. People don't know that automatically. They just bend over and dig in. Right. But that'll kill your back. So raise the hospital bed. That's the first thing, you know. Of course, probably before that is get your supplies before you ever dig in, Mm -hmm. do your supplies in the order that you're going to use them, you know, just things to help make it as easy as possible on them and less stressful. And I would just go through steps every single time we did that probably for a month of just easy step by step by step. After the first 30 days, she was an expert. Mm-hmm. you know but it was just it was so emotional she was just scared she was just so scared
0: yeah
1: and it's okay it's okay to be scared
0: because you don't want to hurt them or causes skin tear or right um so are yeah are you what types of supplies would someone have at their
1: ready so Um, The the things that like what we would supply is the briefs the wipes the gloves, you know, depending on the situation, you may need two basins one for rinse water one for soap water depends, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And you just have to kind of go from there sheets do you know, are we going to have to change the whole bed. Mm. The pads do they have pads underneath them do they have like you're going to have your bottom sheet and then you're going to have your pad and then you're going to have your brief and then you're going to have your patient okay you know so you just kind of put things in sequential order so just kind of show them some tricks
0: those are called chuck pads
1: right and what is the purpose of those is to catch more of the urine or feces
0: Okay. okay So it's to help, hopefully, if it, um, it will save
1: the street, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what they're trying to do. Okay. They're hoping.
0: Yeah. So, and it's there's a dignity aspect as well for the person, for the patient.
1: So, uh, I, okay. So I'm the dignity queen. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> when you're changing someone, I want them covered all the time, all the time. So I've got everything going over the top Mm -hmm. while you're changing on the sides. Got the shades closed, got no one in that room. You know, this is, it's embarrassing for them. Mm -hmm. Nobody wants to go through that. I wouldn't want to go through that. Right. I didn't want anybody watching. So yeah, absolutely.
0: And it's hard, um, like you mentioned the wife. I mean, if you have a child caring for a parent...
1: Mm-hmm. And I've had some children say, I can't do this and I'm not going to do this. And I that's okay. Mm-hmm. That is okay. Because I mean I couldn't see my daughter doing that. Yeah. For dad, so it's okay. So we have to figure out a different family member. How can I help you? Mm-hmm. You know, do we need to get caregivers? What do we need to do? How can we help you? So okay.
0: So I'm curious about when people are still able ambulatory, like they can still get out of bed. Mm -hmm. um, What we're doing differently in buildings that people maybe don't know or aren't doing at home that would help set them up for success. Like the first thing that comes to mind is a regular toilet schedule. Like, very frequently, after people go
1: to eat breakfast, mm-hmm. they will just automatically go yeah. to the restroom. Right. Um, and that's those are things that we talk about with the families. And the other thing is, is if they're a person that um, is still eating in bed, but they can still get up to the edge of the bed, why don't we get a commode by the bedside? And then we can transfer them over to the commode.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, and then there's tricks with the commode. I mean, one of the tricks that we show families is let's put a Walmart sack in there with kitty litter in it. Okay. You don't ever have to clean that commode. Let's just tie a knot in it and throw it in the trash.
0: Oh, yeah. that's such a good hack. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> right. right.
0: That's the, that's like the best tip ever so far. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just I don't know what other things are you can you think of that are kind of like that or like why I can't figure out why there's um, so many struggles at home that we don't seem to have
1: in the buildings. Um, when you use your bedpan, put a Walmart sack over the bedpan and then put the bedpan under your loved one, and then you just tie your sack in a knot and throw it away. You don't have to clean out the bedpan. Okay. That's another way. Um, that's the two I can think of off the and, top of my and head. And
0: those are probably things people would do at home, like in care facilities, right. they're not doing those. No. Just to no. clarify that that would uh, yes. not, not fly in a commu- senior living room.
1: No, no, I'm just trying to make things as easy as possible for you at home. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: right. Yeah. So medications can affect um, your output of urine and feces, food
1: mm-hmm.
0: can impact that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, what about movement, like exercise or lack of
1: exercise? Does that have any impact? Right. So, you know, if you're laying in bed and you're not moving around, you can become constipated. Mm. And of course, if you become constipated, you're going to, you know, your tummy's going to be bloated. You're going to have a tummy ache, but even though you're not eating very much, you still have to have those bowels still have to move because if those bowels don't move, you can get what we call an ileus. An ileus is where um, you can get a tear in the intestinal line. And then that goes all over into your belly. Mm -hmm. And now you've got some serious pain and that's awful Mm -hmm. so we always want to keep those bowels moving but of course we don't want diarrhea so then you just got to constantly keep in mind your bowel regimen you know Um, and some people it's easier for some than it is for others so
0: what what constitutes constipated like how many days have you gone without having a bowel movement before someone should be alarmed
1: Well, everyone is different, but I, you know, if they're not moving after three days, I mean, then you're starting to do all kinds of things to try to get them to move because, you know, do you want to do a suppository every day? Do you want to increase their Sena pills? Do you want to add Miralax to the mix? Do you want something to happen quickly and give them a dose of milk mag? I mean, it just kind of depends on the patient, you know, what you're going to do. And a lot of times, of course, if they're not getting out of bed, they don't want anything because they're tired and they don't want to move, but you got to keep those bowels moving. So
0: I remember hearing about someone who was in the hospital and they kept insisting on a cup of black coffee. And the nurses kept saying, you can't have black coffee until you have a bowel movement. And he's like, on the fourth day, he's like, listen, (laughs) you give me my black coffee. And I assure you. (laughs) <laughs> right the races
1: right uh, right
0: Yep, win when yep but and so that's just something else to take note if your family member um you disappeared welcome back
1: sorry <laughs> if my battery's going low it says
0: um if your family member's been in the hospital that is something that people that the nurses are tracking in the hospital just to make sure right. that it's safe for
1: you to go home right And that's something that I'm always asking. So did, especially if, you know, if, if there's somebody that's going every day, that's no big deal. Mm -hmm. But if there's someone, especially a cancer patient, cancer patients have a lot of pain Mm -hmm. most of the time. And then they typically are on scheduled morphine or scheduled narcotic to control that pain. And of course the side effect of that is constipation. So you're going to be asking, you know, when, how, how, did those bowels move? Did those bowels move? Did those bowels move? Cause you want to keep things moving.
0: Well, I think we've talked about food. Um, is there anything, uh, comfort wise, like I'm thinking heat packs or anything like that that can help with bowel movements or baths
1: or, I mean, a bath could, you know, that warm water could help. Um, mm-hmm. uh, of course, moving around can help if they can move around. Um, your foods. Um
0: prune that's juice is pop- a popular one. What prune juice is still a popular
1: one. yeah. Oh, okay. for- mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you warm it up just a smidge in the microwave, it'll work much faster. Okay. That's another idea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> your face. I'm like, you're blowing my mind. <laughs> okay so we we talked about some reasons why there might be not enough or too much poop we talked about some strategies in trying to prevent um, a situation which would be more of a regular routine Mm -hmm. going to the restroom we talked
1: about some strategies on Cleaning. When you, I want to go back to when you said like a um, a schedule. So to try to help, you know, to where you're not going to have such a huge um, mess is checking every couple of hours. Okay. You know, sometimes every three, you know, do you have to go to the bathroom? Can we sit up? Can we try to go to the bathroom? Those kinds of things. Because that might help. Okay. Right. Yeah.
0: So offering and then mm-hmm. saying, well, can we try? And I know with dementia, sometimes it's, it can be extra challenging. There's a better
1: way. Because there's not- are Just say, it's time to go to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> You're not, because if you offer every time you offered, nope, I don't have to go. No, no, no. Or traumatic brain injury person, I don't have to go. Or maybe a stroke patient, I don't have to go. So, dad it's time to go to the bathroom you know so more of a statement right. or even come with me right
0: and you just walk into the bathroom <laughs> yeah that can work too
1: yeah <laughs> right
0: because it you know i i am our certified dementia practitioner so i i know that there are just tricks to the trade of that right but, um
1: and that, that works for everything, for the bathroom, for eating, for the shower, for your bed bath, you know, all of it. Yeah, Come just, with me. It's time. This it is go. what we're going to do. Yeah. This is where we're going to go. right <laughs> all of this. More <laughs> all of statements. This. Right,
0: yeah. right. So I think that is really helpful. I can't think of anything else. We talked about cleaning people up, some different tricks of the trade for um, managing things at bedside or just Mm -hmm. getting people moving. Mm -hmm. Hopefully there will be some relief. I know there's a lot of frustration. So hopefully I'm sure someone listening to this was like, oh, that was so good. Thank you, Sandy.
1: (laughs) I think probably, especially for home patients, the big thing is to have a schedule and take breaks. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's very overwhelming. Allow people to help you. I know you're their wife. I know you're their daughter, but allow people to help you. Yeah. They're not going to do it exactly like you do it, but it's only a couple hours and you need a break.
0: That's such good advice. Yeah.
1: Yeah.